<laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to Maggie and Perloff. Uh, if you're listening, last segment, Ryan Leaf, former college star, NFL player, disrupted the entire against the grain there, walking <laughs> yeah. in mid-segment. But I'm so glad you feel at home here. You, uh, you were in studio about a month ago, and you were gracious enough to come back down here. The interesting thing is, Ryan, I love talking both college and pro with you so much. Uh, you know, you, you do both games. If you had to say, which, which one do you enjoy more? Is there an answer to that question? I don't think there is. Yeah. I love football. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It gave me everything. You know, and for a long time, it was incredibly toxic because I made it toxic, right? Um, so if I get the opportunity to call NFL games, I, it's easier to call NFL games because the rosters are so much smaller. Uh, you you know the stars on the team. Yeah. You know the statistics. I don't have to be uh, as locked into my my charts because I know it because right. I've covered it so much. But you grab that, that college football chart and you have 110 numbers, right? <laughs> and duplicate numbers and guys when you talk to the coach the day before i'm like is there anybody unexpected that may play this weekend and they're like no 20 people no no we're fine first play of the game like the four string wide receiver gets a reverse (laughs) that we have nowhere on our chart and i'm just like we look at our play-by-play person going what what's going on and and you have four hours to fill by the way just to be be clear because college football games last forever but the other thing is i always thought that the nfl was more paranoid than college it's not true the college football coaches i think are the most paranoid human beings on the face of the earth because they well they're the transparency isn't needed like it's not uh a requirement a requirement at the collegiate level so therefore they it's already built in their mind is is kind of as a stigma like we have to protect everything at, 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 at the, as most as we can, you know, where the NFL is like, can we protect us a little bit more? We don't have to tell everybody what's going <laughs> yeah, right. on with us every waking minute, yeah. you know? So, yeah, it's, it is not, the paranoia is not the same as it is in college football. I will say this, the stadiums on Saturdays in college football. Yeah. I was in Norman last weekend for Oklahoma Baylor. A few weeks ago, I was at College Station for Ole Miss. I mean, and then in, I was at Georgia for uh, Auburn, Georgia, and just the atmosphere in college football is just there's nothing you can compare it to. So if you're asking me which one, I would rather do a college football game in that mm. type of atmosphere. Yeah. But once I do an NFL game, I remember talking to my boss, going, "I want to do another one as fast as possible." And he's like, uh, "I may have one more later in the year." And I'm just like. No, every week is what I want to do. Uh, Ryan Leaf is here in studio. He's the host of The Straight Line on Points Bet USA, and that's just one of the five, maybe six, seven, eight jobs that you have. I'm okay. a mercenary. I love it. So let's talk about for college because we have two big show debates that are kind of brewing around here. Number one is about Alabama. So they're ninth in the college football rankings as of last night, and I think this is – I'm not going to say the end of the dynasty, but it's on life support. And I don't believe that Nick Saban is going to win another national championship at Alabama. What do you think? Well, I think that's a little drastic. Uh, he's still the best coach in the game. Uh, he's got to get his hands wrapped around what NIL looks like in terms of recruiting. He got beat at it, and he was upset about it this offseason. He got after a couple other coaches because of it. Yep. He just got beat at it this year. He's going to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to figure out how to get it done, and he's going to get – the best recruiting class in the country to Alabama once again. And then, you know, he's got the reigning Heisman Trophy winner playing there. He's going to go get a guy like that to get it done. So I, I'm not ready to rule him out. Um, but I do think NIL has made college football a little more uh, parity driven. Mm-hmm. I think teams that normally wouldn't maybe get a five-star kid are going to get a five-star kid and are going to be better. 
I was here last time with you, and I told you that there was a, a huge gap between Georgia and everybody else, and then they kind of stumbled against Kent State and Missouri, and I kind of I, – I even got fooled by that. Like, yeah. I even got like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. they're not as good as – no, they're they're far and away the best football team in America. I just – you know, we just got convinced by everybody else in the, the college football playoff, ranking them third last week. Well, what, it's what, cute. What, yeah. It's cute, yeah. <laughs> well, Kirby, Kirby Smart was loving life last week. I – okay. I've Don't been, do it. Well, it's a little recent. I mean, listen, Alabama – falling off this cliff, if those games were not at LSU at night, which is mayhem, and in Knoxville, that game, particular game where Alabama had to go to Knoxville, it, they were going to these incredibly difficult places with this giant target on their back because they were Alabama. But that's always the case. That's always the case, but the, I just think the schedule did not lay out well this year. They got a lot of Vandy at home, a lot of, you know, it just, they didn't know Tennessee was going to be they like should have got. They should have easily, listen to this, okay, yeah. so so Alabama is two plays away from being five and four, and they're also two plays away two from ways being undefeated. undefeated. Yes. yes. So let's not let's not. But I will say this to your point: it's competitive every single week for them. And before yeah. it wasn't. Before they put teams away, they covered lines. This is a different thing where it's competitive every single week. And this week against Ole Miss, they're twelve point favorites, and I don't think they win by that many if they win at all. Uh, Lane Kiffin, he understands he screwed up last year the way he did that interview on CBS right before kickoff, <laughs> yeah. how he approached it. He's got to do things differently. They're running the football really well. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. I think they learned a lot from that LSU loss. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ole Miss uh, generates some uh, real interest this weekend at home. Ryan Leaf is here in studio. He's the host of the Straight Line on Points Bet USA. Our second college football uh, debate, I guess, was about did TCU get disrespected? Now, they didn't in the latest college football playoff rankings. Do you think they deserve to be ranked fourth? Because I have them ranked third. Okay, because Perloff is not a believer in the Big 12 this year. Really? I think it's the best conference in America. That is against the grade. <laughs> From top to bottom, I think they're the best conference in America. I mean, okay, explain. Well, you would have to you would have to say Iowa State's the worst team with in terms of what their record is. Mm-hmm. And they are a very good defensive and good football team coached by Matt Campbell. So from top to bottom, they are the best team, uh, best conference in America. Every game, every week, is there's something to it. I think Iowa State's favored this week against whoever they're playing. I don't I forget who they're playing. But uh Texas has a real chance if they win this weekend to run the table and be in the Big Twelve championship. Well, Iowa State's playing Oklahoma State, yeah. who was a top ten team who lost forty eight to nothing. Well, they they are just ravaged with injuries. So their quarterback Spencer well, Sanders, who's who's been there for fourteen years, he couldn't go. You know, my argument against TCU is they they were trailing in the fourth quarter. Texas Tech, who's not a really good team, they're, they're pretty a, good. Team. They're a five hundred team, and West Virginia, another five hundred team. I feel like if you put TCU into the SEC, I know this is a cliche. There'd be three or four losses. I don't even think that's a harsh statement against TCU. That's just a reality. You put Tennessee on a neutral field against TCU, I think people would say Tennessee's a double-digit favorite. Maybe. But that, that happens all the time. Oregon went into Ohio State as a double-digit underdog last year and beat their tail. You know, So I, I don't buy into any of that. What I've seen with my own eyes and what I watch on film, TCU, regardless of situation, find ways to win. And I'm going to reward teams that win. I'm not going to re- reward teams that could have won or should have won. Yeah. We're not a we're not a, a what if they were on we're a neutral not a field. what if poll yeah. at the yeah. at the straight line with Ryan Leaf, right? <laughs> that's not what we are. Uh, I think it's a great conference. Uh, I spend a lot of my time in it, so I see it up close and mm-hmm. personal. Uh, I call all the Big Twelve now on ESPN Plus games, um, and so I get all the best games when I when I get those opportunities. And I get to see Texas Tech this week. This is the second time I've called their games. They have one of the best defensive coordinators in the business, in Tim DeRuiter. I mean, they're going to come to play every week. And mm-hmm. Joey McGuire. 
the guy that they hired last offseason, he is Texas through and through. Like, if he ripped open his shirt after a win, it would just have, like, a huge tattoo of Texas. <laughs> Right? Okay. That's who that dude is, and they've just been they've just been bitten by the the injury bug at the quarterback position. They have not found the quarterback, uh, and Kansas is the story of the year for me. I cannot wait. Uh, got a, a chance to spend a lot of time with Lance Leipold and and and, and those Kansas players when I was down there this summer. I, I'm so happy for their success, uh, and I think they go on the road and find another way to win after being bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. This is so surprising to me because. I figured you were going to come in here and make the case for the Pac-12 teams. <laughs> I was sure that you're going to say Oregon, USC, UCLA. That they, what, what one of those one-loss teams should be in the Final Four. But I feel like you're saying that about the Big 12 now. Can the Pac can the Pac-12 find their way into the Final Four the way it's set up now? Well, I, th- I think because the Big 12 is so darn competitive, I do think TCU gets tripped up along the way. So, okay, so that opens a spot. And and I don't think the committee and, and how they opened it up with TCU as the number seven team as an undefeated team are going to put a Big 12 champion with one loss into the college football playoff, unfortunately. I just I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I, I was interested to see what the committee did with, with Tennessee. Would they move them out of the top four? And I thought by moving them out of the top four, they capped them with a ceiling. Mm. That now the team behind them, the Oregon Ducks, have a chance to leapfrog them if they win the Pac-12 championship because that's what they'll have goal for them. If they want to go head-to-head with Georgia and say Georgia only beat them by 14 where Georgia beat Oregon by 46, that's a that's a huge differential. But one team's going to have a conference championship, and that variable for the committee is huge. The bigger question in all of this is what does the committee do if LSU somehow, yep. some way, upsets Georgia in the SEC championship? Georgia's already in. They're already in like they were a year ago. No matter if they won or lost that game against Alabama, they lost. They're in the they're in the tournament. I I this is my hot take on this. I don't think the SEC champion LSU Tigers are in the Final Four. Yeah. If that happens, if they wow. win, if yep. they win the whole thing. Oh wow! I, that's a like we've been talking about that, and that's I like think a legit. I know I don't believe for a minute they beat Georgia. Okay, but. so much would have to happen. But let's just say the magic carpet ride like really happens here for Brian Kelly in his first year. I think there's no way the committee, because of their recency bias and because of the de- the deferential treatment they always give to the SEC, I think there's no way they're leaving out the SEC champion, even if it feels quote unquote fluky. I'm with you. Know? you. I'm with you. But I just. I mean, you but just, are you sure LSU is even going to not lose one of these next I'm three not. games? That's no, no, the other no, thing. They're going to be they're in a dogfight every no, week. I know, but they're like, going to Arkansas. I know the hypothetical, yeah. but I even think it's like TCU. I have a feeling we might not even get to this argument, and they're certainly not going to be Georgia. So I, I get it. it now, it just, now it LSU, LSU, a little hypothetical. LSU has to lose both games. Alabama has to win out. Alabama goes. Yeah, or Ole, Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss upsets Alabama, and LSU lose, loses one more. Ole Miss goes. Yeah. Okay, so they that's so interesting. Well, then we have to start talking about Ole Miss? Yeah, if they're a one-loss SEC champion, they're in. They're that, in. I agree that, with you. Well, okay, uh, back to Oregon. Oregon also has a bit of a tough run. It's They have Utah, Oregon State, Washington. You, you know the Pac-12 really well. Do you think they're going to get through to the title game undefeated? Well, I think what they got going for them is both the real brutal ones, Washington and uh, Utah, are both at home yep. over the next two weeks. I think they absolutely destroy Washington this weekend. And then I think next week's going to be that, that game, that game that defines their season, right? Uh, and then the Civil War is always a, a brutal contest. It doesn't matter what the records are. Jonathan Smith has put together a really good football team. But I think if you have the Pac-12 championship and a, a college football playoff berth on the line, I think Oregon finds a way to get it done. So it, it all comes down to next week for me. Um, I will say this, 
Oregon State could be a top 25 team by then. They they were just in, got beat by Washington, are out now. So Oregon has a real chance to play four consecutive top 25 teams plus the with the Pac-12 championship. That would bolster their resume even more for the committee to not look so harshly at the 49 to 3 because guess yeah. what? If they get in, they're most likely going to be the four seed. Who would they play in round one? Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. So you, Bo Nix, poor Bo Nix. is the one guy. team he's never beaten. So you, Well, I, I think he'd love that opportunity because this team is much better, and I guarantee you it wouldn't be a 49-3 to game this time. And if you watch the game closely, they were competitive that first half. They really were. They just made some bad mistakes, and that's what Georgia makes you do. Tennessee found that out firsthand this week. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. I think the committee is, you know – I. There's no reason why USC should be so far ahead of UCLA in the conversation. So, um, and Utah's just kind of hanging out there. Two losses, you know, the loss to Florida opening weekend really looks bad. I, I going on the road, they can do it at Oregon. And they've had Oregon's number the last few years. Kyle Whittingham has, but that place is so difficult to play in the way the team's playing right now. They are really, really good. Ryan Leaf is here with us in studio. He's the host of the Straight Line on Point Bet USA. Uh, okay, we. I got to ask you this. I've been holding on for like the last 10 minutes. I'm, I wanted to bombard you with it as soon as you walk through the door, but I've been doing a lot of like yoga and calming exercises because I'm freaking out about Josh Allen's elbow. <laughs> I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. I have been my whole life. I was born into it. It's the, that and the Mets are the two sports affiliations that I just really hold deep in my heart. And I, I'm dying, Ryan. I have no idea what a UCL injury means for a quarterback. I've got doctors all over my Twitter timeline <laughs> trying to tell me. Can you tell me, like, how much trouble is Allen in here? Okay, I don't even know what the hell a UCL is. So <laughs> it's like Tommy John. Oh, yeah. The that's... inside but nerve wait, here. Do you know what it stands for, Maggie? Because I actually got... Ulnar collateral? I know everything about ulnar this. Collateral. You guys... Ulnar collateral ligament? Yes. yes. Okay, so... I, I did something in college I knew with, you with my elbow. <laughs> yeah, of and course you have. Is there, is there a single body part that you have not heard at some point? <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um, and we didn't, I mean, it was 25 years ago. We didn't fully understand anything. I just know I, I did something the night before a game against Arizona State. And the next day I couldn't even throw a pillow across the, the hotel room. And I'm looking at my backup quarterback saying, you're going to have to start. We are undefeated. We're like sixth in the country on the road. And I'm telling my backup that he's going to have to probably play the game. And the dude just... I mean, he's just, <laughs> just sweating bullets. <laughs> and uh, my my uh, um, trainer, he 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 made this this ligament out of tape. Essentially, he said I had a tennis elbow. It was a tennis okay. elbow type of thing. And he made this ligament out of the tape. And I went out and threw for more yards than I'd ever thrown for in my in my career. Four hundred and forty seven wow. that night. And were you in pain? I I wasn't. Now I can't remember if they shot me up with Toradol or not. I'm sure I'm pretty sure they probably did. That was the go to anti inflammatory. Yeah. But then I wore a sleeve over it, and we taped it up the same way for the the rest of the season. And by the time we got to the Rose Bowl, it wasn't an issue. Um, there was no issues at the combine with NFL teams looking at it. Never never presented a problem again for the rest of my life. Wow. So if this is something similar, but when you talk about Tommy John, that's that's as a thrower, then that then that's a difference maker. That and and so that makes me worried. Now for the short term, I'm not worried. I, Case Keenum is incredibly talented at what he does. Yeah. He knows this offense well. He's going to get them through what they need to get them through. And if they have to let Josh sit out for a few weeks, the only thing that I'd be worried about in this is right now they have home field advantage. And that's going to be a huge factor. Yeah, yep. It really, really is. Um, because even though they've won in, at Arrowhead in the regular season, you know, the last two times they played, people still remember the 13-second game. And, it, it, and that was because it was in Arrowhead. If, it's, if that is in Orchard Park, 
that doesn't even happen because yep. Sean McDermott isn't freaking out with all the pressure and everything like that, and he's doing the right thing in those mm -hmm. moments. Yep. So it's a huge factor that they get home field advantage. It really is. Ryan, let me ask you a question. Josh Allen's a big guy like you're a big guy. He seems to run a lot, and he doesn't run with any fear. Are you worried about him long-term, regardless of this injury? Well, I mean, I don't know what – I mean, NFL careers now, in my mind, especially with the money that they're making, I don't think they're really looking to do it for, for Tom Brady-type careers. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I think they're looking to get their championships, make their nest egg for their family, and get out. And so I think Josh Allen's like, you know, I got nothing to worry about. I, I got all the money in the world. Uh, I, I want to just go play football, enjoy it, and win a championship. Ultimately, that's what he is. And for him to win a championship, he believes he's got to do that. I don't. He, he doesn't need to think about his future. And and uh, um, I know that's hard for for everybody around him or wait a fans minute, like wait that. Wait a minute, what? But he, he's not <laughs> thinking on. about it. He's thinking about winning a championship this year. Okay. I mean, Matthew Stafford could have just with his elbow and everything. If he really wanted to. Like he, he has a different mindset than maybe Josh Allen does. Like if Josh Allen wins a championship and his elbow feels a little iffy, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd say, "All right, I'm out." Yeah. No. Wait a minute, but Ryan, I, I thought the Bills finally had their quarterback for the next like 15 years. Uh, they think that you, you <laughs> oh, don't. No. You don't. You don't know that, right? The amount of money that they make now. I know it's, it's a, a lot. Diff, it's get, <laughs> the amount of money that they make now. They can go out and pour everything they can into a season and not worry about what what's set up for the next. If they can win a championship, now he's never going to leave this game until he wins a championship. That is his ultimate goal, and that's what I love about him. He's such a winner. But I tell you what. The mindset of a lot of these players now is to make as much, because the second contract is worth so much money now that they don't have to play into that third contract. You know, the guys are making um, so much money in their second contract is what the career earnings of, let's say, Peyton and Eli all through the years that they played. And they played for a long, long time. You just don't have to do it anymore. But you always still want to win a championship. So it surprised me a little bit. And it wouldn't surprise me if Matthew Stafford starts looking at some things because of the amount of money that he's made. Yeah. And he's got his championship yep. in his back pocket now. Turns out he's in concussion protocol. Uh, so we're not even sure if he's going to play this weekend against the Cardinals. Uh, Ryan, this is great. Thank you so, so much for doing it. We know you are the busiest person. <laughs> this is your busiest time of year to come into the studio. We can't tell you how much we and appreciate it. We're so proud of you for taking the subway here. You're a New Yorker now. <laughs> I know. No mistakes. Didn't go the wrong way this time. I didn't end up in a different borough. Look I, at you. Matt, yes, just carry it now with me. It just sits in my pocket. <laughs> the metro cart. There you go. I know. You're still calling it Houston Street. We're going to work on that, What though. street is it? It's called uh, Houston yeah. Street. We didn't want to say is it. Is it really Maggie. Houston Street? <laughs> yeah. It's really Houston. Is it spelled Houston, though? It's yes. spelled Houston. So that's your guys' problem. That's not it's my problem. problem. All right? I don't want it to be your problem. Yeah. This is we're gonna. This is like makes our heart just burst with joy. Uh, we yeah. got you bagels and locks last yeah, time. Yeah, now yeah, you're that's, taking the subway. I'm disappointed that wasn't part of this. It's not Tasty Thursday. we know why you showed up. Okay. Right. Yeah. Actually, I can't. Uh, uh, Anna and MacGyver were here the last 10 days. Yeah. And Anna uh, uh, made a little reference to me like, yeah. you put on a few pounds? <laughs> <laughs> it was... <laughs> I said they got me uh, freaking bagels and locks last time I oh, was here. Oh, you play me, and you know, oh, Sienna's always on my side, so I'm not worried about this. No, so she, so yeah, so she, she kind of got me hitting the, uh, hitting the, the gym a little uh, bit and, uh, and eating differently. So you know, I, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Three days time. in a row now, I've been really, really good. Okay. All right. Good luck out there. I got to travel. The travel is always the, the hardest stuff. part. Also, <laughs> especially someone, to Texas with the barbecue. I know. Well, someone also should have told you that moving to New York City is like the equivalent of your freshman year, like the freshman 15. Oh, yeah. This is what moving to New York. You're going to put on 15 pounds. You'll take it off. I, I've already put on 30, I think, is the way I did it. Yeah. <laughs> but you look great. Thank you. Uh, host of point, uh, the Straight Line, excuse me, on Points Bet USA, Ryan Leaf. You can hear him calling college football games, calling NFL games, doing it all. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Coming up next. We have the one sports beef that just won't end. 
Why won't this end? We're going to get to that in just a moment. Don't move. Here's a CBS Sports update with Rich Ackerman.